1992 was the year when I learned all songs by heart from the contest and one of my favorites was the dark beauty Daphne de Kiel with curly hair and a skirt that weighed wildly in time to the fast rhythm. Today we're going to find out why she didn't want to win the pre-selection and how she ended up in court against the woman that came second in the national final. My name is Emil Lövström. This is Eurovision Legends. Vetodaraba Uri Kabiri for helping me with the context too. Daphne de Kell. Brochim habaim le Eurovision Legends ve shalom Daphna Dekel. Shalom Emil, how are you? I'm very good, Metsuyan. Oh, I should learn some uh, Swedish uh, words now. <laughs> how are you? I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, considering the the crisis that the world is going through now. I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm trying to get as much of it as I can. Great. Tell yeah. me, what is your first memory of the Eurovision Song Contest? Um, I don't know if I really have a specific memory, but I do remember that we used to sit all the family to watch it together because there was only one channel on TV. And uh, when my parents uh, allowed me to stay out late, to stay up late, we used to sit and watch it together. The streets were very quiet because everybody used to watch it and um it's it's the atmosphere that i remember less than uh, something specific was 1992 the first time you were asked to compete in the national final kadam yes but i wasn't really um asked to compete my my manager my personal manager shlomo tsakh He produced uh, many songs for the Eurovision contest. He suggested that we'll send a song to the competition and to the contest, and uh, we sent Zerak Sport. The truth is we sent it one year before and it didn't pass the committee. <laughs> was it in the same version? It was exactly the same version. Do you think you would have beaten Duo Dats in 1991? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Your song in the 1992, Serak Sport, was written by mm-hmm. the two Eurovision winners, Kobe Oshat and Ehud Manor. Mm-hmm. Was it specially written for you? Yeah, yeah, it was specially written for me. Uh, when Shlomo suggested that we'll send a song, 
I was um, I met with Ehud and uh, as a matter of fact I I asked him what I want the song to be about because I wanted the song to be about this competition and how I feel about it to say something about the contest to to say that it's really only sport and you should treat it like this and put things in proportions and uh, and yeah they wrote it especially for me Was this the only song they presented to you for this particular project? Yeah, yeah, it was the only song. Kedam in 1992 was, in my opinion, extremely strong. Out of the 12 songs, I really like 10 of them. And yes, yours is one of those 10, I can assure. <laughs> And I think let's listen to some of your competitors. Great. In order, Yaron Adad with the song Zodiac, that came ninth. Mm-hmm. Irit Anavi with the song Hashed Hakatan Sheli, that came fifth. <laughs> Shalva Berti with the song Mayim, came fourth. And Anat Atzmon with the song Hatikva, that came second, with only one point less than you. Mm-hmm. Who did you thought was your hardest competitor in Kedam? I was sure that Yaron Haddad with Zodiac, I was sure that they are going to win. I think the song is great and he's and a great singer and everything there was, I was sure this one is going to win. And I was quite shocked. You, you said it came nine? Yeah. Wow. I'm still shocked. <laughs> it Really, I thought it would win or maybe be, you know, on the first three or so. But Yeah, I totally agree. I talked to Itzar Cohen in a previous episode and he said to me that uh, Zodiac with Yaron Haddad is his favorite song from Kedam of all years. Yeah, it's a great song and, uh, and a great singer. And, uh, you know, the song still lives in Israel. Some songs disappear and but this song still lingers on. Himnon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
with only one point over Anat Atmon. I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> no, that's new to me. <laughs> okay. With only one point, you won over Anat Atmon, and she only got one point more than the third one, who was Ronan Bahunka. So mm-hmm. it was a really tough final. Yeah, it was. I knew that there were many good songs, and I didn't pay attention when they were counting the points. You know, I I didn't pay attention. I didn't really know what was going on. For me, I was busy the same day. I was doing a um, theater show, and it was a contest. It was also a contest. It, it was a monodrama, and I was uh, by myself on stage alone. And uh, I was so excited from this contest, and we won uh, a prize. And uh, when we, when I came to the contest in the evening um, of the Kdam, I was like, okay, I did my best, and now uh, whatever happens. As a matter of fact, I didn't really want to win. I'm telling you a secret. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I had a date scheduled for my wedding for the same time the Eurovision uh, had to take place. And Shlomo, my manager, Shlomo Tzach, he promised me that this song will not win the <laughs> He told me uh, it's too complicated, it has too many parts, and it's a great song for my shows, but He's, he told me, I can assure you, this song will not win. So you can do the contest here in Israel and you'll have a great song for your shows. Uh, <laughs> but you won't have to go <laughs> to the Eurovision because I told him, you know, I, I'm, get, I'm getting married on May. I, I had to cancel it and we got married one year later. <laughs> and now you're a Eurovision legend. <laughs> yeah. The team behind Anat Atmon, who came second, were really upset that your song was longer than the allowed three minutes and even filled a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, they filled a lawsuit and I was busy instead of uh, practicing my song and getting it, uh, you know, getting ready for the contest. I was busy in uh, going to court and uh, and uh, we had so many witnesses and it was it was strange for me. Many people in Israel still remember it until today. So many years after the, this happened, they still remember it and they still talk about it. And when I met Anat, she told me she, she regrets they did it because it's exactly the opposite of what I'm saying in my song, you know, you should be sportive. Uh, yeah, but the, the, they definitely sued me. But you won and you shortened the song with 17 seconds and went to Malmö in Sweden. Yeah. Tell me, Daphna, what are your memories from Malmö? When we came there, I thought it was one of the most quiet and peaceful places on the face of the earth. Really, I loved it so much. And uh, and the people were very welcoming. And um, I celebrated my birthday there when we were there. And uh, Eud Manor and Kobi Oshrat wrote a song especially for my birthday. And in the song, Eud wrote about Malmö. He wrote how peaceful it is and how quiet it is. And it's like, like it has another rhythm, this place. <laughs> Yeah. 
beautiful song and it's one of the most beautiful presents I got for my birthday from these two. They are legends. They are really legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they truly are. How was the energy between the delegations in Malmö? I think we had fun and the, and the energy was great. It was good. It wasn't like uh, we were... Um, i mean, we wanted to compete. Of course, everybody wanted to uh, win, but you couldn't feel it behind stage. Behind stage, everyone were friends. I even had, um, when we were rehearsing, I had a problem because one of the rehearsals was at the same day that we we had here a Memorial Day in Israel with the soldiers who died. Yom HaSikaron. Yom HaSikaron, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And at the same day, I had a rehearsal there and I told uh, everybody that I'm not going to do this rehearsal because I never work on this day. So I asked not to do a rehearsal, but you know, everything is so strict because you have to be on time and there are so many delegations and so many things to do. So you cannot really do what everybody needs. So you have a schedule that you have to follow so it won't be messy. So they couldn't really agree to the fact that I won't do my uh, rehearsal. The date was the schedule. But then one of the delegations, I think it was Finland or Iceland, I think, They agreed to switch with me and we switched days. Yeah. And we switched days. And this is why I could do uh, three rehearsals instead of two, because if they wouldn't switch with me, they would have canceled my rehearsal and I would stay with two rehearsals instead of three. So the the relationships behind stage were, were great and very friendly. Did you become friends with anyone from the other delegations? Uh, no, not friends for the long run, you know. We we were, I think, um, with the Spanish delegation. I think we were, as I as I said, the the relationships were warm, but it it didn't last. It's not something that lasted uh, after the contest. Yugoslavia, Ireland, United Kingdom, Italy, and Israel were the front runners to win. Uh, if you check the bookmaker's choice, okay. how big was the pressure on you? Uh, I didn't feel any pressure, really, because uh, until today, I don't really pay attention to what people say, to what the press says, to what uh, I'm just doing what I what I do the best I can. And I try to enjoy what I do. Uh, so the pressure wasn't too much of course you uh, the the things that you want is really to represent your country through dignity and that's that was uh most important for me more than winning more than and i didn't even know what what the newspapers said i was busy doing the best i can and the delegation had so much fun and i think you cannot come with a song that's called the rock sport it's only sport <laughs> and be pressured or be uh, um, I took it really as a sport as it was written uh, Did you have any favorite of the other songs from the other countries? Um, I had some favorite but um, I I really knew that uh, Ireland was going to win 
I knew it in my body, really. There is, um, we took some footage behind scenes, um, you know, like a um, video. Um, you could see me uh, telling the hairdresser, I know who's going to win. Ireland is going to win. She's too good and the song is too good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and she was my, uh, my choice. You got a sixth place with 85 mm-hmm. points. Were you mm-hmm. happy with that? Uh, yeah, I was quite happy. You know, everybody wants to win. In Hebrew, you have a say that uh, it says, Rishon Zoche, Sheni Boche, which means the first one is uh, winning, mm. the second one is crying. Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't come first, so if you come second or third, it, it doesn't matter. The first one is the only winner. <laughs> so, of course, you want to win. But sixth place was, uh, yeah, it was very, uh, was very good. It What happened in your life after Eurovision in 1992? Ah, wow. I was... I was recognized in Israel before and I had a career, I had albums, I was in the theater. But uh, when I came back, it was still when we had only one channel in Israel. So there wasn't anyone in Israel who didn't recognize me on the streets. I had so many shows and um, I celebrated my career totally. It was an important stage in my career. In 1998, Dana International won, and I still think this is one of the biggest moments in Eurovision Song Contest history. This is not only a victory for Dana, it was a victory for the LGBT community and for human rights and for Israel. What was your reaction when Israel won with the song Diva? Wow, I was so happy. As you said, it was such an important winning. Uh, not only because the song was good and Dana was great, but really because of what she represented. And I think it was really one of the most important winnings in the Eurovision Song Contest all over the years. Yeah, and she knew what to do with it, Dana. She knew how to take it and make much more of it and do the right things with it to raise the um, um, the issue that she was um, uh, promoting. She knew how to promote it and to put it in the right places so people will open the eyes, their eyes and and look around and start to accept people around them. I think it was a very, very important move. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and the year after, you were asked to host the contest in Jerusalem with Jigal Ravid and Sigal Shashmon. Yeah, uh, the process was very long because they wanted to see so many artists in Israel to be sure that they are picking the right ones. So they they tested 
so many people. And for me, I knew that the host has to speak Hebrew, English, and French. Yes. And my English was uh, okay. It wasn't, I, I'm not uh, speaking English as a mother tongue, you know. And I said, and, and French was, I, I spoke, I think, two or three sentences in my life. And I said, okay, I'll do it because Shlomo, my, my personal manager, asked me to. But I told him, listen, I, it's not for me. I'm, I'm quite sure I won't be the host. And a couple of weeks later, they called me and they said, okay, we're going to have three hosts and you're one of them. <laughs> you're going to host the part in French. And I said, are you sure? <laughs> and after I did it, many people thought that I was uh, speaking French like from childhood. Yeah. Yeah, I, I learned it well. And ever since, I, I really dived into this uh, language and I learned it and I love this uh, language. Do you know who the other ones were that got the question if they could host the contest? I, I don't remember. I really don't remember. I think they even uh, turned to the first host that uh, hosted the, in Eurovision, Yerdena Razi. I think they even uh, thought about this option. What are your memories from 1999, except that you learned the whole of Europe to say L'chaim? Um, wow, we worked hard. I think it's harder to host the show than to take part in it. You do have a responsibility when you take part and you really want to represent your country as well as you can. But you come for three minutes for one song. And when you are practicing, when you're rehearsing, you rehearse for this one song. And when you're a host, you have three hours show on your shoulders and there could be so many things happening, you know, through this show, during this show uh, that can go wrong. And this was stressful to me, much more stressful than <laughs> to take part in the, yeah, in the song contest. But it was great, and the reactions after was really hysterical, and um, uh, I loved this. I really loved this. One of the most remembered moments from 99 is when Dan International fell on stage and got red wine on a dress. <laughs> Can you reveal any other thing that happened behind the scenes that we probably don't know? Look, one of the things that happened is um, we had um, lamps hanging from above and they were tied to um, very heavy metal pieces so they would fall nicely from above. 
And during the rehearsals, one of these pieces, of these metal pieces, fell and it almost hit Sigal. And if Sigal would be standing like 30 or 40 centimeters to the side, uh, she wouldn't be with us, I think. Uh, she most certainly couldn't host the, the show, that's for sure, because it was so heavy and it was so dangerous. And during the couple of rehearsals after, we were always looking up to see <laughs> if nothing <laughs> is going to fall on our heads. Sweden won in Jerusalem with the song Take Me to Your Heaven by Charlotte mm. Nilsson, now Pirelli. Did you have any favorite of the songs? She was my favorite. I couldn't stop singing. Of course, I loved Happy Birthday by Eden. Happy Birthday to you, Shehashanin Ya'avu, Bekev Besimcha Uveoshet. Happy Birthday to you, Adamot Tishmo, Until today, it's one of the most uh, uh, hits, the biggest hits in Israel. Still, you can hear it in every birthday. But I liked uh, Charlotte's songs. I, I kept singing, take me to your heaven, all day long, morning till night. <laughs> This was the song that was <laughs> going through my head. It was so funny because I've been to Israel nine times and the first time I went to Tel Aviv, I was uh, I didn't know that people in Israel actually still play that song. It's a great song. It's a great song and it lingers on. There are some songs that will stay forever and I think this is really one of them. Have you tried to compete for Israel in Eurovision more times? Uh, no, I had enough. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I, I have been to the Eurovision. Uh, I took part in so many things that connected to the Eurovision. I hosted it. I took part at the contest. I was even sitting in the committee twice and I chose songs for the for the contest and I think that's enough. You have to know when to stop. <laughs> I took all I can from this contest. <laughs> Yesterday I heard the song Ba Elai Malach, mm-hmm. uh, written by Kobe Oshrat and Shimrit Or. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it, I thought this must be written for Eurovision in mind. It sounds like that. It wasn't for a contest in Israel. What we have in uh, Hanukkah, we have uh, what we call Festigal. And it's like a small Eurovision, but for children. And uh, many, many artists take part in it. And uh, the songs are competing. I I really don't remember which uh, place the, the song came. I think it was second or third. I'm not sure. But Kobe wrote it for a contest, definitely. Bye.
reminds a little of uh, Zerak Sport. Yes, yes, it absolutely do. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing today in your life, Daphna? Today, when I'm not uh, waiting for this uh, crisis to end, I'm uh, recording new songs and um, I'm uh, taking part in many shows, in many theater shows. Uh, I have a show of my own with a band and um, I'm writing, enjoying what I do mostly. Can you tell me about any of these new songs? Yeah, one of the songs I released uh, recently is called uh, Omedet Matsad. It's like uh, standing from the side. It's someone who's looking at her daughter or at herself and trying to encourage her to do things, to trust herself, to have self-confidence. And she's always saying... Um, If you're in trouble, if you need me, I'm here, I'm standing here by, and uh, I will always help you. And uh, this is one of my favorite songs ever. Beautiful. Let's listen to it. Titoreri Takshivi lagashot Please tell us, Daphna, who wrote this song? Uh, this song was written by Amit Sach, um, uh, written and uh, composed. He's, uh, Amit is the son of uh, my personal manager, Shlomo Tzach. Okay. I'm Israel Chai, and thank you, Dekel. Thank you, You have a great Hebrew. <laughs> I am so proud and thankful that you are listening to my show, writing to me and sharing my episodes on your social media. You can contact me with suggestions, questions, opinions, or whatever you feel like by emailing me at emil.slagavandana.se or through Eurovision Legends on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe so you're always updated with new episodes. What do you say, Daphna? Shall we end this with Serak Sport in English or in Ivrit? Wow, that's a tough choice. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do it in English. But don't forget to